Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Steeler fans, it's the bye week, and it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. My name is Jeremy Betts, as always, hosting this fantasy-focused podcast from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. This podcast, along with so many others, focuses in on the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they are performing during the season. This one specifically about how they are performing from a fantasy football perspective. I hope you enjoy talking Steelers as much as I do. And if you are a fantasy football fan, this is the podcast for you. We're going to talk a little bit more than we do about the rest of the league today. We're going to reevaluate the fantasy landscape during the Steelers' buy. Since there's not a game to preview this week, I figured we could just... Uh, talk about the uh, overall look at fantasy football for the remainder of 2021. Uh, some strategies maybe to uh, win, some trade targets, um, some some players that we're surprised by, and and some players that we are um, are disappointed in as we have experienced now six weeks of the fantasy football 2021 season. We can kind of start to put together some trends and. Uh, stories for how the season is going to go uh, players that are going to be big parts of their teams players that have not been and will probably continue to not be big parts of the of the plan moving forward as well so we'll dive into all that um, but a great win for the Steelers uh, coming out of uh, the three game skid and then getting two wins in a row to get back to 500 uh, that's fantastic it's exactly what they needed to do uh, moving into the bye week hopefully we can get some healthy players back and uh, go into Cleveland and face a beat-up Browns team in week eight come away with a victory and be right back on track for uh, being a contender in the AFC uh, that would be my hope for uh, what comes out of the bye week but we will see during the bye, though, let's take a look at the fantasy landscape moving forward and, and what we've seen so far. The first thing I want to cover uh, is just how injuries to star running backs have absolutely wreaked havoc on fantasy football so far this year. I mean, huge names, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, uh, those those three guys have missed uh, a lot of time already and looking to miss even more time for guys like McCaffrey and Barkley moving forward. And that's throwing a wrench into a lot of fantasy managers' plans for their season. Um, you do expect injuries to running backs, but uh, this has been really crazy. A lot of uh, 
backups getting put into the spotlight very early this season, and we're seeing how those handcuffs play. Um, other guys who have missed time and will continue to miss some time are uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire from the Kansas City Chiefs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in Cleveland, David Montgomery for the Bears, Chris Carson. All of these guys were playing as at least RB2s, if not RB1s, and uh, have been have been missed by their managers uh, in recent weeks. Hopefully a few of these guys will get back healthy sooner rather than later. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, or I'm sorry, Nick Chubb and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, David Montgomery. Uh, those guys um, are not, well, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is coming off uh, the IR designation, hopefully at the end of this week, uh, should be available for week eight. And then Chubb, I believe, is not going to play in Thursday night football this week, but he should be back uh, sooner rather than later is the hope. Um, Kareem Hunt going to be out four to six weeks. That's not good for uh, a guy who really had found himself a niche in that offense and was uh, a solid RB2 on a weekly basis, a little bit of a bump from what he was the last couple years. David Montgomery was playing really well before his injury, and uh, Chris Carson as well. Once those guys come back, they will be valuable re-additions to your lineup. But in the meantime, I would highly recommend that you do whatever you can to get the handcuff for these injured players if you have them on your team. Uh, I'm talking about dealing a wide receiver two, a wide receiver three if you're if you're deep there. Uh, find a place where you're deep and get one of these guys to uh, fill in for you to fill the gap to until the, the star comes back, especially in the um, – in the situations for McCaffrey and Barkley, their backups provide valuable fantasy reps uh, during the uh, during uh, any given week, just because of the volume that they receive in these offenses. And then uh, for a guy like Dalvin Cook, who is uh, seemingly healthy now, uh, but we've seen him go down before, and we know what kind of boost Alexander Madison uh, gives uh, from the from the bench. If you have to have somebody fill in there, um, a guy like Madison provides basically the same output as a Dalvin Cook when injured. So that value is incredible, and you need to have an Alexander Madison on your team if you have Dalvin Cook. Uh, Keep the superstars that have been healthy in your prayers uh, so that they don't fall. Uh, Guys like Derrick Henry and uh, Najee Harris and Austin Eckler, uh, these guys are, are pounding the rock and putting... Great fantasy numbers up every week. These guys need to stay healthy. So many fantasy managers relying on them. Uh, Cross your fingers and uh, hope for the best for these guys moving forward. Uh, Number two thing that we have seen in fantasy football in 2021 so far is that wide receiver is just the deepest it's ever been. That position group has so many relevant players every week. And uh, you should be able to find wide receivers to fill your roster on bye weeks and for injuries. No problem. Let me give you some numbers here. Uh, 35 running backs average 10-plus PPR points per week in fantasy football so far this year. 56 wide receivers average 10-plus PPR points per week. Folks, that is – that's – that's uh, – 21 more wide receivers that average 15 plus, or I'm sorry, average 10 plus PPR points per week in a pinch. 
10 plus points feels good, right? If you have somebody that is sitting in a bye or injured, that that feels good. You've got 56 different wide receivers that are averaging that on a weekly basis when they play. So that's a huge number, Thirty-five, only 35 uh, for running backs. And then 17 running backs have 15 or more PPR points on average per week. And there are 24 wide receivers that average 15-plus points. Uh, so you you have def, a definite um, – Definitely deep group of wide receivers uh, that you don't have at running back. And these guys can be uh, season savers. It's so deep. It's such a a great position group at wide receiver in 2021. We've never seen it like this before. And I would expect that to continue. Uh, the league is so much of a passing league. Even your heavy running teams uh, over the past few years are starting to throw the ball more. And uh, you're just going to see that continue and continue. And uh, the transition for wide receivers to the NFL is not as difficult as some of the other skill positions because of the uh, prevalence of spread offenses and um, heavy passing groups in the college game. So uh, that's going to continue. For the remainder of the season, you've got so many wide receivers in play. Keep an eye on your waiver wire for guys that are uh, regular contributors on their offenses. Uh, that can be a boost for you if you have a buy or an injury uh, coming up in the coming weeks. Uh, the third thing that we've noticed is uh, some rookie skill players making an impact. Uh, Najee Harris uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers is the running back three in fantasy football through six weeks, he's put up the third most PPR points at the running back position. Uh, that is not necessarily what we expected from him. We expected him to be a volume guy that produces pretty well, but uh, he's averaging right at about 20 points a week, uh, if not a little bit more, in PPR leagues, and that is is great production. Uh, you got a steal if you picked up Najee Harris in the uh, late or late first or early second round of your draft, he is proving to be a top five player at the position on a weekly basis, regardless of matchup. At the wide receiver position, uh, the the rookie making the most impact is Jamar Chase, and who would have thought that after his very down preseason performances? Uh, Jamar Chase is wide receiver number five in PPR leagues through six weeks. And uh, he is just showing no signs of of slowing down. He's getting plenty of targets. He's a big play machine. He and Joe Burrow have a really good connection. And I would expect that to continue as well. So um, those two guys specifically, rookie skill players, making a huge impact in fantasy football early on this season. Expect that to continue. Uh, Some other guys that are are providing – solid fantasy play on a weekly basis and, and even uh, wide receiver two or uh, running back two type numbers are Jalen Waddle from uh, Miami, Devontae Smith over in Philadelphia, the east side of Pennsylvania, neighbors of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But uh, um, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle are playing up to their first round potential, uh, especially now with Tua back in Miami. Jalen Waddle is becoming a – much more featured option in that passing game. He, he's a guy to watch moving forward for sure. Uh, Javante Williams at running back for the Denver Broncos is getting a lot of good opportunities. 
Uh, he is proving to be a very efficient runner, and I wouldn't be surprised if he continues to get more and more of the reps there in Denver, despite Melvin Gordon playing pretty well to start out this season. A couple other rookie receivers that have been uh, up and down but have provided some good numbers are Rondell Moore in Arizona. That offense is just so uh, deep and so a powerful, such a such a strong group there. Uh, he's going to provide uh, some value, not on a weekly basis, but every now and then he's he's a good fit in a pinch if you do need a fill-in player, Rondale Moore. And then Kadarius Toney in, in New York was putting up some monster numbers and was on his way to another one before he got hurt in this last game against the uh, – the Rams. So uh, hopefully he will heal up quickly and be back because he was providing quite a spark for that passing game and was becoming um, Daniel Jones's number one option in the passing game with some injuries to the other supporting cast at wide receiver there in New York. So uh, really some, some great, great work by these rookies coming in and taking a, a lot of quality reps and producing for fantasy purposes for their teams, a lot of players that you can keep an eye on and add to your roster or trade for, um, or if you have them on your roster, you're very thankful you do have them moving forward. Uh, and then before we get to the break, we'll let's just talk about rookie quarterbacks. Um, with these rookie skill position players really taking on a, a big workload and, and proving their value, uh, you'd think that the rookie quarterbacks would kind of be in that same conversation, but they're not. They're struggling. There are no rookie quarterbacks ranked in the top 20 scorers uh, at the position so far in 2021. The closest is Trevor Lawrence, who seems to be finding more of a rhythm there in Jacksonville. He could be a solid um, two-quarterback league play moving forward and uh, definitely a guy that will fill in for uh, bye weeks um, there's uh, several quarterbacks on bye this week I think of uh, Dak Prescott uh, comes to, to mind uh, Ben Roethlisberger I know you probably weren't starting him uh, in your QB1 spot but Lawrence uh, a good play um, to to have in your lineups for um, for fill-in purposes there at quarterback uh the other guys um not really playing to uh the potential that we were hoping for uh mac jones is the 26th 26th excuse me ranked quarterback uh and then followed closely behind by zach wilson uh so the, the rookie quarterbacks are struggling um to produce in fantasy football for their team so uh we were if you're in a dynasty league or if you are in a very deep league, these players uh, have value, obviously. Um, but right now they are not starting caliber quarterbacks for the most part. Lawrence being the only exception and that is in a fill-in situation. All right, we're going to jump into a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about where they go. Guys that we uh, were accounting on and have disappeared uh, mostly – at the wide receiver position, uh, have not been producing well. We'll come back and talk about them, some unexpected break breakouts, uh, top trade targets, and a little game that we will have for the remainder of the season. Uh, get some involvement from the listeners talking to me. We'll talk about all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere.
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right, welcome back to the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. We're talking the fantasy landscape in 2021 as of the Steelers bye week in week seven. The break gives us a chance to to discuss the league-wide developments for fantasy football. We left off with a rookie quarterback struggling. We're going to jump into where'd they go? Players that we thought would be weekly assets to us and have either underperformed or uh, have been so up and down that it's hard to count on them on a weekly basis. And I've got five wide receivers that I want to talk about in this group. And then we'll discuss uh, the running back position because it's a little different there uh, why we're, we're seeing the disappearing act. Uh, but uh, first, Amari Cooper, uh, after week one, we were all probably sitting there thinking, wow, we've got ourselves a true wide receiver one out there in Dallas, the guy's making plays. He is obviously Dak Prescott's number one uh, target. Well, that's kind of tapered off, and we haven't really seen um, that consistent high-scoring uh, development from Amari Cooper as we've moved forward. There have been a couple duds in there. Where'd he go? I think he's just in a deep offense with a lot of playmakers. Um, CD Lamb is becoming uh, I think we can see that through the last five weeks that he is really becoming Dak Prescott's favorite target in the passing game and then with the emergence of uh, Dalton Schultz and then the two running backs taking targets as well there's just not as many targets to go around and uh, Amari Cooper suffering from that a little bit I do think that that will all even out as we move forward as the um, offenses become more accustomed to what they want to do, what they like to do, and the matchups. Uh, you're going to get good matchups. Amari Cooper is going to have some big games, but he hasn't been very consistent yet, and that's something that has been difficult to um, put a finger on with uh, a guy that you probably spent some pretty decent draft capital on uh, going into the season. Uh, let's talk Calvin Ridley. Uh, some injuries have hampered him uh, and a bye week, but he is uh, just – not been a huge factor over in Atlanta and somebody that I know I thought could could potentially lead the league in wide receiver scoring we really need to see more out of Calvin Ridley moving forward I think we will I think he'll get into a rhythm hopefully uh whatever personal issues kept him out um in week five and then uh their bye week in week six have been resolved and and Calvin can come back on the field and produce but right now we're seeing a disappearing act out of Calvin Ridley uh, as well as another guy that I thought could be a top uh, receiver this year, Stefan Diggs. Man, he's he's had a couple good games here and there. He did have a good game on uh, Monday Night Football against the, the Titans. Uh, what a win by the Titans, by the way, in that game. But uh, Diggs has been um, having split a lot of targets in that offense as well, and it hasn't worked out to where he is the leading fantasy wide receiver like he was last year. So I think even though we've seen some good 
good weeks out of him. Where you drafted him as wide receiver, probably two, three, top five, definitely uh, when you were drafting him. He This has been a disappointment for sure. Um, another guy, Keenan Allen, who I was really high on going into this year. I just thought that with Justin Herbert's growth and development last year and um, having a full offseason to really hone his craft, that Keenan Allen would just be a breakout superstar this year. And I got the team right, but I got the player wrong. The player has turned out to be Mike Williams. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, but Keenan Allen's kind of been just the the Juju Smith-Schuster of the Chargers, uh, for lack of a better example. Um, just a, a guy that's a chain mover, uh, catches a lot of short passes when the quarterback's under duress and it's just hasn't been that great for fantasy purposes he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns he um isn't getting a lot of opportunities for run after the catch uh, for some reason i would expect that to even out a little bit too as the year goes on he's such a reliable guy he doesn't drop the ball i think as herbert uh continues to develop that he will um be able to hit keenan allen for more but so far uh Keenan Allen has been a little bit of a disappointment. I know, especially for me, with uh, where he uh, was being, uh, where I had him ranked early on in the season. And then the last guy, Robert Woods. Uh, I think we we saw a Cooper Cup, Robert Woods timeshare, um, uh, like a wide receiver one A and B, uh, but we're not seeing that at all. Robert Woods uh, had has had one good week, and um, or one fantastic week, and uh, one solid week, and the rest have been kind of. Uh, man, what are we doing? Do we do we start him? Do we do we need to bench him? Uh, you know, are there better options? There there have been better options, but I think um, we're we're gonna see Robert Woods continue to work his way back into that offense. Uh, just as the season progresses, people are gonna start covering Cooper Cup with uh, a little a little more uh, personnel, uh, t- double teams, and things like that. Uh, so I think you're going to see uh, some more Robert Woods moving forward. But so far, he has been a disappointment based on where he was being valued early in the draft. Running backs. It's been tough for running backs. It's hard to uh, pick really any disappearing acts that aren't injury-related. That's been the big the big problem. Saquon Barkley and uh, Christian McCaffrey have been disappearing acts because they've been hurt. They haven't been available, uh, and that's a little different than these wide receivers who just aren't performing up to uh, expectation. I think the only guy that, for me, is not performing up to expectation and it's not really due to injury is Mike Davis uh, from the Atlanta Falcons. I really thought he would be the clear uh, RB1 over in Atlanta this year, that he'd be a, a featured option on the goal line, and uh, so many things have changed in that regard. And I think that's a good jumping off point into some some players that have been unexpected breakouts. And that's starting out with Mike Davis's teammate, Cordero Patterson, who up to this point in fantasy, for fantasy purposes, has been really a non-factor wherever he's been. Just a, a fantastic kick return specialist and really not much more than that. But in Atlanta, he has found a role and he is a top five scoring running back in PPR leagues so far in 2021. And that's just totally unexpected. Um, A huge breakout. Is it going to continue? Probably. The Falcons don't really have 
that much. They're not that good on either side of the ball. And you'd think they would be on uh, on offense for sure with all the playmakers there, but Cordero Patterson is really taking a huge role in this offense, and I would see that continuing barring injury um, or a, a real breakout in the in the passing game to the wide receivers. But Patterson's uh, operating as the running back one and the wide receiver two in this offense, and that is huge numbers to be expected for the remainder of the season if that continues. Another running back that I've uh, I've seen as an unexpected breakout, and it's not really because he's putting up huge numbers on a weekly basis, but it's because we've seen a bigger role out of him than we expected we would, and that's uh, Tony Pollard in Dallas. The guy get, just gets quality volume every week, uh, and that's even with a healthy Ezekiel Elliott really playing well. Uh, so Tony Pollard uh, and his ability to come in and provide a very effective – uh, presence on the field even when Ezekiel Elliott needs uh, some rest has been a huge boost I think to Elliott and and it's been a boost to Pollard stock as well he's a great uh, option to have on your on your team he can provide some flex value uh, if you need fill in work uh, for uh, a bye week player something along those lines Tony Pollard is uh, you could do worse than Tony Pollard he to me is a breakout player because his role has just been much more than we thought it was going to be. We already talked about Jamar Chase in uh, Cincinnati. The guy is an unexpected breakout. I did not see him being a top five wide receiver at any point during the season. And so far through six weeks, he has been. Debo Samuel in San Francisco. Uh, I was a little higher on him than most. I I thought uh, the last few rounds of the draft was way too late to be taking the wide receiver one from San Francisco. And with the decline of Brandon Ayuk in that offense, we've really seen Samuel be Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target by far in this offense. The guy has been a total breakout. He is fifth in the league in receiving yardage and is just scoring uh, really well for fantasy purposes. He's been a great DFS player as well, uh, a weak winner in some cases. So um, Debo Samuel, a great breakout so far this season. I would expect his production to continue uh, Marquise Brown in Baltimore. Wow, I did not see that coming uh, from any wide receiver in Baltimore being a top 10 player. And Marquise Brown is that on almost a weekly basis. He didn't have a great game this last week. They didn't really need him. The Ravens defense really suffocated the Chargers, and they were able to run the ball. But um, I don't expect that being a theme throughout the year. So uh, Marquise Brown, his uh, ability to get open deep, and uh, Lamar Jackson's improved passing this year. As a Steelers fan, I hate to say it, but we've seen it. He has been an improved passer this year, and uh, that is beneficial to Marquise Brown. Uh, he is a a great uh, wide receiver three and a very good wide receiver two so far uh, in 2021. I would expect that to, to be uh, a continuing theme for him. Maybe not to the point that it has been so far, but a top 15 player the rest of the year at wide receiver, uh, mark it down. I think that that's a, a pretty decent um, expectation for him moving forward. And then uh, a guy that we did have some expectation for as being a t- uh, quality receiver, kind of the opposite of Robert Woods, as in these two players were ranked very close together, but uh, one is breaking out and the other has uh, kind of disappeared. Cooper Cup. 
the number one scoring wide receiver in fantasy football. We've seen it out of him before, but it hasn't been sustainable through a whole season or even through uh, a third of a season or a half of a season. So uh, to see that be sustained so far and him being a the the top option in one of the league's best offenses is very encouraging for his stock, and he should remain a top three wide receiver for the remainder of the year. Um, Cooper Cup has been a surprise to me because I did not expect that level of production from him. Top 20, top 15, maybe. Um, top 20, yes, but a top five. Uh, did not see that coming. A great breakout season for Cooper Cup. All right, the last topic of the day are some trade targets. I know uh, at this point in the season with injuries having played a part in how your team is doing with um, guys you drafted maybe not performing to the level that you were hoping they would, um, you've got some some guys you probably have an eye on and some players that you wouldn't mind dishing out for uh, these, these guys. So Christian McCaffrey, um, I was going to list him in this in this list of guys to trade for, but I'm hesitant because uh, he's going to miss another three weeks at least because he's back on IR. That puts us at week 10 before he gets back. Could he be a league winner after that? Absolutely. But what are you going to have to give up for him now that's going to hurt you now while you're missing his production? And will that help make you get too far behind? I guess if you're really deep at running back and you're uh, wanting to um, increase your firepower and and your team's ceiling for the back half of the season in the playoffs, then uh, – he, he could be a good option, but is he going to stay healthy? Uh, that's a huge question mark. It doesn't look like he can so far, and I would kind of stay away from McCaffrey uh, as a trade target right now. The, uh, the guy I do see as potentially being a viable trade target is Saquon Barkley. You're not going to have to give as much up for Barkley. There's a lot of people that are just done with, with what they've seen out of him. You're not going to have to give as much up. And so I think that, that Barkley coming back at, at some point sooner – definitely sooner than McCaffrey is going to be uh, something you probably bank on and uh, he could be a a valuable addition to your team. Uh, Saquon Barkley is my uh, top trade target as we sit here today. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, their injuries are concerning. Uh, If you can get a steal for one of these players, um, Chubb specifically because he'll be back sooner, I think is a better target here. Um, But uh, I think you – he hasn't been the guy every week there. Uh, and so I think that has lowered his value some. And then the injury obviously has doubled down on that. But his production should be uh, top of the line, especially with Hunt out for uh, a much longer time than he is. You're going to get some great uh, performance weeks out of Nick Chubb in the upcoming weeks. So if you can get a hold of him, that would be a good, uh, good thing for you. Uh, James Robinson from Jacksonville, the guy just – plays hard. He just puts up fantasy points. He scores touchdowns. He runs hard. James Robinson is the eighth ranked PPR running back in 2021 so far. A great trade option. The name recognition is not there uh, for James Robinson, and that's why I think he's a good trade target. You could throw names at a at a uh, Robinson owner um, like Amari Cooper or Robert Woods, you can throw names 
at him and and hopefully they will uh, see those names and and really uh, like overestimate the value and then uh, be able to give you a running back that's going to be a weekly performer. So James Robinson, because of the name value um, or, or lack thereof for him, I think is a great trade target for the upcoming weeks. Leonard Fournette, I know he just came off of a huge game, but I think people are going to try to sell high on him. Uh, and I wouldn't mind buying, uh, honestly. If somebody were to offer a Leonard Fournette to me for um, uh, a guy with a little bit better name value as well, uh, I might go for that uh, just because I, his role is impressive in this offense. He's got a fantastic passing game presence. He's got a, a, a great a running game presence, obviously, being the lead runner there. But um, that's a good offense in Tampa. They like to be balanced. And Fournette's going to be a huge part of that moving forward. All right, some wide receivers that I think are great trade targets. Brandon Cooks just puts up points. Uh, same as James Robinson. These guys are kind of uh, very similar to me. Brandon Cooks, he's putting up points uh, at a much greater pace than some of the bigger-name players uh, that we've talked about a few of them so far. I think Brandon Cooks could be a guy that really uh, provides a solid floor and a, uh, a weekly boost for your team uh, on a consistency level. Go get Brandon Cooks if you have the resources to do so. Keenan Allen, Stefan Diggs, uh, two guys that have underperformed that we talked about. Um, obviously, those guys are, are going to uh, they're going to figure it out. I think uh, with when you're talking about two guys that are premier talents in the league, they're going to figure it out, and uh, you want to be a part of it when they do. So if you can buy low on on some of these guys and get them uh, into your lineup, uh, I would do it. Keenan Allen is on a buy this week, so maybe you wait uh, or maybe you go for it uh, because his value is even suppressed a little bit more. Somebody that can uh, that can come in and give you a boost on in, in a later week, uh, but uh, maybe a, a manager has need for somebody else right now. They might be willing to make that deal a little bit sooner. And then my last uh, trade target at wide receiver is Chase Claypool. With Juju Smith-Schuster going out and nobody really stepping up into a – premier uh, wide receiver three role uh, in that offense. I think Claypool, though he had a bad game this last week, I think he's going to rebound as well. He's at least a flex player every week, and he's got the potential to be a wide receiver one uh, moving forward too with him being more getting more targets in that offense with uh, JJSS, Juju Smith-Schuster, out for the long haul. All right, that is enough talking <laughs> for me. I'm sure uh, y'all are ready to get on with your day. Before I leave, though, I, I want to talk to you about something I'd like to do, like a, a Twitter game, if you will, um, called Super Steelers. And uh, I'm spelling Steelers with S-T-E-A-L-E-R-S. And what I want to do is I would love to connect with you. Um, send me your best trades that you have made or that you are making uh, throughout the rest of the year and uh, the best ones I, I will get a shout out on the show uh, every week uh, you know tell me how you um, fleece somebody or how you got the best deal uh, you know it, I believe that a trade uh, most trades can provide value to both parties even if others don't necessarily see it I, I hate vetoing trades um, I only do so if I can really see some collaboration involved with uh evil intent, if you will. So um, tell me about the great deals that you're getting out there. Follow me at 
or on Twitter at thebets93 at T H E B E T Z nine three. Leave your comments. Tell me about your super steals of the week, and we will talk. We will share those with the listeners on the Steelers fantasy football fix moving forward. Again, follow me on Twitter at thebets ninety three. T-H-E-B-E-T-Z-9-3. Looking forward to hearing from you, hearing your trades, and uh, discussing uh, all of those things together. Have a great rest of your week. God bless, and go Steelers! Steelers!